there. Today is Sunday, June 21st. 2020. I'm Sarah Firsty. I'm John. Hello. And thanks for joining our online services today. I know that some of you are watching perhaps for the first time and others of you have been around for a while and welcome to all of you. I'm so glad that you've joined us. We appreciate you being here and I also know that some of you are watching uh, trying out this vi uh, viewing party today. It's a new way of watching the service together, feeling a little more connected. And I heard, I heard last week that Sarah's hair was like a big topic somehow in the chat. And <laughs> so nice to know you're all taking this so seriously. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh -huh. Of course, anything that fosters a sense of being together in all of this is great. So welcome everybody. Yeah. A little bit about the River community. We are a church that's been in lower Manhattan since 2004 pursuing a dynamic relationship with God and forward-thinking perspective. We believe Jesus is good news to everyone, everywhere, all the time, and that is what we're about. We want to be in touch as a community. Yeah, we do. So join our weekly Zoom calls, perhaps give us a thumbs up. You could comment on the video. Yeah, you could even email us. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, as you would probably imagine, Sarah and I have spent a lot of time this week thinking about what we would like to say here in this video. And I mean, I mean, we always do that, but here we are in a moment that truly is unlike anything that has come before. And in view of all that is happening in the world, we have decided these days to take a slightly different approach to sermons. Um, we really think it's time to share personally uh, from ourselves and also to hear from other members of the community uh, to share their personal perspectives on on all that's going on. And we really do believe it's time to learn from one another as we try to figure out where do we go from here? How do we move forward? And today we do want to share personally about where we're at and how we're processing all that's going on a couple, along with a couple thoughts about how to move forward. Yeah, and I know this isn't news to anyone, but 2020 is turning out to be the wildest year of all of our lives. So let's draw back and situate ourselves once again in this particular moment of time. We're three months into a worldwide pandemic and the coronavirus has shifted the way all of us live our lives. Mm. We as individuals and as a church community are still completely in uncharted waters with no land in sight. And I'll be honest, I am still wrapping my head around the fact that this is the new normal. Hmm. The way that we're doing church right now, videos, online, YouTube, Zoom, we're trying to build a faith community based on connection when we're socially distant and removed from each other. And I know that some of you are struggling with it. It's not easy, we're struggling too. Some of us, someone said to us recently, hey, you two are pretty good on camera. You could be YouTube stars. And our first response was, we don't want to be YouTube stars. It reminds me, the, the, remember the Seinfeld episode with Jerry who gets the puffy shirt and says, but I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> I don't know, came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, uh, we would rather not be speaking into a camera right now. But... Here we are. And right now, this is our best way of connecting. 
And we all have to recognize that the old way of doing things are over for the foreseeable future, that the old playbook has been tossed out. Mm. And for example, as church leaders, we realize it's not just a matter of cranking out another service or another sermon. This moment is out of the ordinary. And I think it requires something from us that's out of the ordinary. Yeah, so three months into the pandemic and about four weeks now into what hopefully is a sea change in our country and, and the world around the topic of racism. And of course, it's Juneteenth weekend, and I think more Americans than ever before are grappling with the implications of the horrible legacy of slavery in our country. And with the death of George Floyd on Memorial Day 2020, it just feels like a point of no return. And we mentioned last week, in our view, that this is actually feels like a powerfully prophetic moment in time for us as a people. I think, and when I say prophetic, what I mean is like there's a searing clarity that has been revealed, uh, revealed once again. And with that clarity comes an opportunity to repent, uh, to use religious language. You know, it's a, it's a profound moment to take stock. And it's a moment not just to rail about what's happening out there, although that's important too. I know we're not the only ones who've been out in the protests, um, but it's a, it's a moment to take stock of what's in here. Mm -hmm. And we've heard from many of you other riverites who are doing the same. And it's been powerful to hear how, how you are processing in this important time. And that's why over the past couple weeks and in the following weeks to come, um, we will have more riverites speaking as allies of the black community about what we're learning. We just feel it's a really important time to hear from each other and, and grow in this together. So today, uh, Sarah and I want to share a little bit about what we have been thinking. And um, I would love to give you a little bit of a, an inside glimpse of where I am at personally. Um, you know, most probably uh, everyone who's watching this video right now is aware uh, that Sarah and I have just recently taken the lead here at the river. We've taken the baton from the founding pastors, Charles and Caroline Park, with whom we have partnered for 12 years. And it's been a good transition and lots of support all the way around. Um, but there's something I've never really said publicly before, and it feels like maybe now's the time to say it. We felt reluctant, uh, to be honest. I specifically have felt reluctant to be the primary face of the river, to be senior pastors. Um, especially, I just not, a, not really wanted to be upfront like this. And I think what's happened recently in our country has kind of clarified why that is. Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement has clarified it, and I've just recognized that white supremacy is baked in to American Christianity. And I have not wanted to be yet another white male voice. But, but here we are. And I know it's important that I do speak and um, I do wanna share my perspective. And my perspective is that this past month has revealed that it's revealed our own complicity in a system and a society that is really the complete antithesis of our faith. 
You know, we preach a faith where everyone is included and all people have an equal worth and an equal value and an equal dignity. That's the message of Jesus, we believe. But that's not what so many of you have experienced. Uh, people that we truly love and care about have not been treated equally. And the hard truth is it's been way too easy for people like me not to engage with this embedded racism in our country and in our expression of faith. And I guess I'm asking for your patience as we begin to uh, wake up, uh, wake up in a new way to these harsh realities. And I've been able to remain publicly silent. While I've commiserated with many of you in person, I haven't always used my position and my platform to speak up. I think I've been afraid that I would say the wrong thing if I did use my voice. And I see now that the fear of misspeaking is nothing compared to all that people of color face all the time. So I'm committing to be more vocal and to grow in this. And as we've mentioned in previous videos, this also means going inward, doing some introspection and some study. To be honest, I don't even know what all of this means, but I do know that I'm done. I'm done living in a way that knowingly or unknowingly contributes to a racist society. Yeah. And it feels weird to be in a position of speaking right now when we're only in the beginning of this process. But here's what we would like to offer to this conversation. From our perspective, what we're seeing right now is the kingdom of God breaking into our world. Mm -hmm. The rule, the reign, the realm of God. There is true freedom for all and actual justice for the oppressed. Yeah, and that can sound poetic, <laughs> you know, freedom and justice, but the truth is it is an indictment. It means that there hasn't been freedom or justice. And I do believe that we are being invited by God to partner in bringing that freedom and the justice. And I would say, from my perspective, this is yet another moment where God seems to be moving ahead, uh, regardless of where the church, the, the Christian church is, and what the Christian church is up to. And I mean, let's be honest, folks, um, huge portions of the Christian church right now are ignoring or exacerbating this whole situation. Uh, that's no surprise though, if we think about it. I mean, 150 years ago or so, uh, Christians, Christians fought against the abolition of slavery. And many have been fighting the equality of black people ever since. You know, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned uh, how I felt I needed to learn more from the, the table-flipping, angry at injustice Jesus. I'm referring to the story about the money changers at the temple. This week, uh, I've been remembering this other verse where Jesus talks about the kingdom of God. And I think he uses what are surprising terms. He says this, From the time 
John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. The kingdom of God is not all fuzzy, feel good, uh, you know, God loves you so everything's going to work out fine in the end. That's not it. There is a rough and tumble way that God moves people forward. And I think that's happening right now. So in our view, God is moving things forward and we people of faith get to decide if we want to join in the work or not. And we've seen this sort of thing before. We've seen it with women in leadership in churches. Mm. We've seen it in the inclusion of the LGBTQ community. And now I think we're seeing it with Black Lives Matter. God is at work in some powerfully prophetic ways. And it's up to us to decide if we want to co-labor in the effort. And we are convinced that when we collaborate with God, that that's the best, that's when the best things in life happen. Yeah, I, I really do believe that. It's, it's been our experience for so many years now that doing whatever we can to collaborate, to co-labor with God in what God is up to, just as the um, doorway to so many good things. Mm -hmm. um, but in this moment, how, how will this play out? I mean, practically or re realistically? I mean, there are many answers we don't know. But I do want to suggest that let's be clear-eyed, clear-eyed about what uh, forceful advancing may actually look like in our lives and in the life of our community of, of the river. And we have to acknowledge it's not going to be easy. It's, uh, it's going to be messy. There will be awkward moments. There are going to be probably hurt feelings and some misunderstandings, some tension, uh, some real challenges. I think that would be expected. And I think we also know that's how progress happens. That's how change occurs. It's how we mature and grow. And as a community of faith, as our, our little church community in downtown New York, I think we're gonna need to get better at having difficult conversations and probably disagreements and, and friction. Um, but again, that of course is how things move forward. Um, it's, it's like any relationship, <laughs> don't, don't laugh. It's true that the hard stuff, if we properly navigate it, always leads to the good stuff. So here's what we'd like to ask of you as pastors in this moment. While there will be some rough and tumble moments as things advance, let's stay rooted in compassion and camaraderie. Let's give each other grace and patience and a generous curiosity as we all seek to make our way forward. While the work of pursuing freedom, justice, and equality for all feels overwhelming and huge, because it is, it's good to remind ourselves that we are not alone in this. Faith says we're invited to do this 
with God in an active partnership. And we're invited to do this work together as a community. Okay, so here we are. We are literally entering a new season. I think we all know that spring of 2020 is officially over. Thank you, God. <laughs> Thank you, God. You know, summer has begun. It's day two of summer uh, officially. And I don't know, I don't know if that's good or bad. I, it's a little hard to tell these days. Um, no, I, I do. I do think it's good. I mean, overall, we are moving in the right direction, albeit too slowly and with an still uncertain outcome. But we are moving in the right direction and we do want to collaborate with God and we do want to respond to this invitation to follow Jesus in ushering in the rule, the reign, the realm of God in our midst, however we can. Forceful, yes, but still with underlying love and joy and compassion. So that's our message for today. Um, and I would love for us together, wherever we are, spread across the city and nowadays across the country and the globe, let's pray this out loud together and then we will sing the doxology to close. It'll be here on your screen, the prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you reach across all boundaries and you include everyone in your message of God's love and grace and wonder. You send the Holy Spirit to connect us in and through our differences. Help us now to break down the barriers that separate and harm. Give us the courage to see the reality of racism, to challenge it and to uproot it from ourselves our society, and our world. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God all creatures here below. Praise God for all that love has done. Creator, Christ and Spirit, one. Amen. Thanks, everybody.